this is Money Talks, powered by the Money School, and our aim is to help you become wealthy. Let's get straight into today's show. Welcome back to yet another edition of Money Talks, and it is powered by the Money School. And uh, financial planners and financial planning is sometimes uh, a tough subject to broach. We've got Gary Kale with us uh, once again. Gary, for a lot of people, their, their financial planner, they, they almost see them uh, or they try and avoid them because they feel like every time they see their financial planner, uh, their financial planner is trying to, trying to sell them something like life insurance or, or some other grudge purchase. How do you think the situation can be improved? Because uh, people, truthfully, really need to have a good relationship with their financial planner. So, Brad, I think that the consumer doesn't really understand the actual financial service. And they do sometimes feel that, you know, if somebody comes to them and starts talking to them about dying and about dread diseases and about becoming disabled and all of that, that they just, they just feel that somebody's trying to sort of leverage them into buying something. But, you know, if, if you were serious about your financial future, the first thing you would be trying to plot is a point in time at which you could create wealth or at, at least when you're going to be wealthy and how much you would be worth at that point in time. So that's the ultimate goal. The ultimate goal of earning money is to stop working, is to create freedom. And you create freedom by one day having assets, whether you've saved it in a property portfolio or in, on the stock market, or you've invested in some, some businesses, but you have assets that can produce money, that can make you money without you having to work one day. And that's the ultimate goal. So now what happens is you have a situation where you have a family, let's say there's a couple and they have two children, but they don't have the assets yet. So this is the reason that somebody would need to take life cover, because you're trying to put an asset in place in case you die. In other words, you don't want your family to be disrupted. You don't want them to have a situation where, you know, the main breadwinner or one of the breadwinners dies, and all of a sudden, let's say there was a combined income of 40,000 rand, in the household, because mom was earning 20 and dad was earning 20. All of a sudden, dad's no longer around, God forbid. Mommy's only got 20,000 a month, but the household needs the 40. So if there's no asset in place, in other words, if you don't have a five, six million rand property where you can get a net 20,000 rand a month out that can replace the husband's income to keep the family going, you would take a life policy to make sure that there's a payout, and that payout you would invest. So it would just be an, an immediate asset that you would have. So you would work out what the husband's salary is, how much needs to be replaced, and that's what a financial planner actually does for a consumer, and that's what they don't get. Consumers just think that they're trying to work out how much life insurance to sell you. No, what they're trying to work out is, is what is the size of the asset that you would need to give you a monthly cash flow in case one of you died. And that's the calculation that you need to do with your financial planner. So, the, so to be more comfortable, I would say that what financial, what consumers need to do is they need to go to their financial planner and say, what is the size of the asset that we would need to have if one of us died? So they could make up their mind. They could say, well, we already have some assets, so maybe you're already halfway there. Maybe the couple has half the assets they need to cover half that person's salary, so they don't have to take, you know, a, um, an exorbitant amount of, of life cover. But it's a proper calculation that needs to be done. So that's, you know, I think when consumers understand the role of the financial plan and the service that they offer, is that first and foremost, the financial planner's job is to help them do the maths and help them do the calculation and to work out interest and to work out the future cost of their lifestyle one day. 
So if the consumer goes and wants to do this properly, they should go see their financial planner with a budget. And a budget that is a good budget, that takes into consideration that they're getting rid of debt, that they want to be wealthy one day, and show your financial planner and say to your financial planner, if it's a retirement calculation you're trying to do, you're saying, we would like to live like this. This is how much money we would need to live like we do today. How much money would we need in the future? And your financial planner will do that calculation for you. If you want to say, well, we would like to maintain this standard of living, even if something happens to us, the financial planner would do the same thing, but this time do the exercise on what is the size of the life cover that needs to be put in place. So I think that if consumers just understand this, it then becomes the financial planner's responsibility to make sure that they are actually trying to add value in the process because financial planners are there to help the consumer to make intelligent, educated decisions with some of the calculations and the assumptions that the financial planner is trained to make. And I think that if you have an integrous financial planner that is offering that service to you by helping you actually do your planning, you are probably in a good place where you need to trust them, they need to trust you because essentially they need to, to work on the figures that you are giving them. But I think that at the end of the day, it does fall squarely on the consumer's shoulders in terms of once they sign the document, they have to take full responsibility for what they have signed. So I think if they understand some of the process that I've just described, they'll understand that what they're looking for is a financial planner to do financial planning. And yes, if products come out of it as a result, well, that may be the, the product that they need to put in place to service that financial requirement. And hopefully that explains how things should happen and maybe sort of drops the consumer's guard. And you know what? If you're not comfortable that your financial plan is actually trying to do planning with you, well, then find another one. It's as simple as that. Absolutely. Gary Kell, thank you very much for that. And uh, always great to catch up. A great insight once again. We're back in just uh, two days' time with the next edition of uh, Money Talks. Until then, from the two of us, it's cheers. Thank you for listening to Money Talks powered by The Money School. To find out more about The Money School, head over to themoneyschool.co.za.